Hello and welcome back to Media Memoirs. I am Mr. Monday and joining me is JMO, Nazara Nation and Invader Sam. They're all here. They're ready to talk about their memoirs. It's been a while, so this might be quite a long episode. So uh, we're just making up for all the time that, that you haven't been able to listen. Just we know you've this. missed us. We know. They've just been like listening to the last podcast over and over and over again. Just, <laughs> just gagging, gagging for more for more content. Hi, listeners. Don't worry. If you've been listening to us for a while, you'll get used to the long gaps between podcasts, though, really, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> the next one's going to be years. Yeah. But because oh, we're doing, kidding, we do something, the next one will be the 2024 Halloween special. There you go. We'll be talking about the Xbox Series 7 360 Series 8. (laughs) Oh, the 360 Series is a great idea for a name. That would be perfect. Yeah, it just carries on revolving around in a 360 circle. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I miss the days when we used to say, we used to think of the Xbox 720 as like the 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 next next Xbox. Why would they ever call it that? Why would they ever call it that? What would they even have meant? Too many digits. Double 360, isn't it? They (laughs) they have to do more animation on the box, don't they? They have to pay extra for wordage. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's just wordage (laughs) usage. Yeah. Xbox twice around. Yeah. Xbox love a bit of wordage. Series S, Series X, Xbox. They are literally the worst names for consoles they've ever had. (laughs) Yeah. PlayStation and Sony are just keeping it simple. One, two, three, four, and five. five. Yeah. yeah. Nice and, and easy. They do go a bit left field sometimes, though, don't they? Like, oh, the Vita. Ooh. That's Ooh. different. That's, that, that's, that's not their mainstream, you know, front and center console, is it? Uh, I really I like the PSP. I miss that. Oh, yeah. those are the days. I've still got one. I've got anymore, one in my little retro bundle box in the bedroom. I've got a PSP. It's still good. It still works. Yeah, it's a good little, good little handheld nice. actually. Really good. good little... Well, we've got new handhelds coming at least. The Steam Deck. Yeah, I'm... and uh, and and the that. Switch with a different I'm... screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Switch. Have you seen the size of the Steam Deck as well? Have you seen how big it is in the hands? <coughs> it's hand handheld size. Is it big? It's yeah. big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I, would... I mean, it's because there's a lot of yeah. bloody. Good hardware in there. It's bigger than the Switch. Very big. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Fucking burn us. Fucking burn us. I didn't hear what she said. She said, she said, that means it's small if you guys think it's big. I don't, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Hands up! Who wants to kick her? Fucking hell! <laughs> Ta-da! Oh. oh yeah, Jay was getting in. Oh. Yeah, Jay was. <laughs> <laughs> that's alright. Yeah, that's alright. I'm sure get revenge later. It's okay. In the podcast, I, that yeah. hurt me to say that, but it was, it was a pass up. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, yeah quite exciting. I think it's a steam machine. Uh, the problem is, I just. The heaviness is what worries me, I think, about, about it, right? Because if it's heavy, then 
I mean, I suppose the way it's designed. God, that's well problems, eh? The, yeah, the way it's <laughs> so designed is to be used on the couch or like the switch is all. Mm. It's to be used away from a TV screen if someone else is using it. If it can be used PC, like yeah. that. Yeah. It can be used as a as a PC if you want to. Yeah, so yeah, because you can uninstall SteamOS, can't you, and just put yep. Windows on it. Put Windows. Mad, on it, yeah. absolute insanity. Yeah. Anyway, we're not a news show. We don't do the news here. Oh, Get out. Uh-huh. But that was a good start. We uh-huh. we went straight into something. Yeah. You know, rather than just. And he's ripped it down. Oh, he's he's destroyed it. We sounded like you know what we you sounded like. One this of, is a good podcast. Yeah, we sounded like one of um, the avant-garde <laughs> podcasts from the um, Frost Media Library. You know, where they discuss serious stories. <laughs> we don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why I'm joking. I'm on the anyway, bricking it well... one, so I'm on the avant-garde one. As Rightio. Well, welcome to Media Memoirs. This is the show where we talk about what we've been playing, watching, and sometimes we even talk about what we've been listening to. No <laughs> way. Yeah, you're joking. Uh, <laughs> I know. Not as often, though. Not as often. Not as often as uh, the other things. So, oh, you know, you're lucky. For, I've got loads of music to talk me. about, because obviously, yeah, music oh. was my release. Strap in. Yeah, <laughs> music was my release from the, the tyranny of Wimbledon. It was, it was tyranny. It, the, the hours I was working, and then having to come back and watch football, and then I'm thinking, oh, this is great. I got back, and then I have to get up again at four o'clock the next morning, and I'm like shattered because I would stay up and watch most of the football during the Euros. So I see. I've been getting up at six a.m recently and i don't like it at all it's horrible it's... people shouldn't be awake at that time of the day you you live a hard life don't you will oh, i mean <laughs> <laughs> no no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> i do i was gonna say do we want to do we do we want to talk about work yeah, let's talk about, about let's talk let's about let's talk about media. Media, that was very Memoirs. good, Ben. Well, 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 well. Yeah, that was good. You could do voiceovers for Frost Media podcast. Let's do it. Yeah. Coming up, the news. Well, I, I do think we all have nice voices, but the problem with 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 one of us doing a voiceover is it just sounds stupid because everyone knows what we sound like already. So if we try to like put effort into it, it just sounds amateur because we already are here you need someone who isn't on the podcast to do it so that it sounds you need, need like a uh you know <laughs> like a famous person who's like you know they, uh, david hater did that with a few people you know the guy who used to voice the original snake yeah yeah, yeah that's in cool. metal gear he yeah. did like stuff for that, that sort of stuff for people well, what, what i'll do right i'm going to destination star trek in london in november what i'll do is i'll, I'll get patrick I'll, I'll just pull him aside and I'll say, can you just, just want to say just uh, welcome to Frost Media. Yeah, this is into my just phone. from the listeners, <laughs> so uh, that's Patrick the security guard, not the Patrick that will yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patrick on ticket patrol. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and not Patrick right, Stewart. Right, let's, uh, let's get into the box. Coming up Sorry, later on the let's show, the... we talk about normal games. We talk about a game we've talked about no, 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 normal years. games. And we talk about the same old shit. 
Pretty much. Is that a good enough? Is that a good enough voiceover for you? Oh, Will loved that. You could hear I that in his voice, that. couldn't you? I enjoyed that. Oh, he loved it. Indeed. That really that, that hurt him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was anyway. like, I was just, I was just thinking to myself. I'll cut this out. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> cut <laughs> this is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's, only one this person. isn't seeing the light of day. This. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to go first. Actually, Do it. Just to uh, go for just it. For a change. You haven't gone first in a while, to be fair. Yeah, I thought, you know what? I'm in charge here. I'll do it. And I've seen, I haven't really played many games, to be honest. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about a game later. But I haven't really played much. I mean, I know we've been like, what, three three months? Yeah. But in that time, I don't think I've really, really played much. One thing I do want to quickly talk about, because I think we did talk about it last time, but me and Sam finished this game in the in the time frame. Since oh, the last yeah. Episode. It's um, oh god, oh god. What's it, it called? Two? Yes, it takes two. I was going to say a way out, but that's the other one. <laughs> it takes two. Very different game. Yeah. <laughs> so we, well, I did talk about this a little bit, but honestly, it is my game of the year. Ooh. It beats it beats the legendary collection. Wow. Because obviously I played that before. Wow. I guess. That I guess. Some, yeah. That's fair. This game. And you obviously you do need two people to play the game. It's built as a co-op. But this is the most like inventive game and most consistent fun I've had in a game yeah. in so long. Like the design of every level is different. So every level you're using new mechanics, right? A completely new mechanic is introduced. Every level is visually completely different from the last one. Just it's so much fun. Just you feel like you're having like a real laugh with the game. Yeah. And then there's um there's some little competitive mini games that you can do mm. and play together. Like there's a scale I, I never win. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get I, I would get really salty about it. <laughs> there's like it's like this like skeletric skeletric. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Scale <laughs> Everyone says it wrong. It's actually scale it's yeah. very it's difficult to say, though. It's very difficult to say. Everyone says scale but it's scale Ben's a master. I'm a master, thank you. You can just end that sentence there. Yeah. <laughs> Do it like in a voiceover, like, though. Like a... <laughs> scale extric! Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what what yeah. was your favourite one, Will? My favourite mini-game. Oh. I'm trying to like think back to like the different the, the, different the little um, racetrack thing. I did like the scale extrix track scale. I'm having a stroke. That little racetrack one, yes, yeah, that that one. I I mean the 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 high that like the swing high jump thing was quite difficult. Long the long jump one. Mm-hmm. But there's so much variety. What was your favourite one? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only beat you like once. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the chess one. I oh, yeah, the chess one. game. <laughs> no, <laughs> I I loved the story because you guys know me. I'm a, an emotional person, and I'm in it. I'm emotionally invested in the story, and it was just like so freaking sad, like watching these people just hate each other, like because you know they're 
they were going to get a divorce or they're planning on getting a divorce and just watching them like, you know, like, oh, you're just stupid. You're never there for me. And then like working together and then having a good time. I liked it. It was just, oh, I can't like, you really need to play it for yourself if you haven't mm-hmm. with with a friend or, or your partner or whatever, because it is the perfect game for that. And it's just, I don't know, man. I, I like it pulls your heart. There are terrifying moments in it. There are heart wrenching oh. moments in it. There's probably one of the most horrible moments in a video game <laughs> that I've ever witnessed. Oh, right? No. You think that Modern Warfare Two was bad, oh, right? God, yeah. This is even worse. <laughs> this is even. Worse. I don't know if you're joking. No, <laughs> no. It's for real. No. For really? Real. Okay. It's horrifying. Oh my god. Like the if child I could have stopped get it. eaten. No. <laughs> but if I could have stopped what was happening on screen, I would have done anything to stop. We both it. just like stopped and we were like, I don't want to do this. I think we have to, but you I don't want to do press this. Buttons. You had to you had to manually do the task, right? It was making you do it, which was part of the reason I think why it was so bad. Because it wasn't just a cutscene. You were involved oh. in this act. Okay. And <laughs> Oh, it's we okay. Tell them. Yeah. All right. Spoilers. No, no, spoilers spoilers ahead. ahead. Basically, there is this one like level that is essentially the <laughs> the child's like playroom. Okay. Do I want to know and, this? And and the characters think <laughs> that the best way because you have to get like your child to cry or something to to, to, to kind of try and get you them. back to life. Yeah. After onto on the letter that, that she wrote to the parents about them spring up, and you get to the end of this level, and you find the queen of the of the of the realm, which is the uh, character's favourite toy elephant. And this elephant no. is the sweetest character alive. <laughs> no, this elephant is so sweet. And you do this to me, Will. You literally, <laughs> she tries to escape, and you shoot down her rocket, and like drag her across off the edge of this like cardboard castle tear her leg off first tear her ear off yep her ear that's right tear it off with a pin (laughs) and uh you just have to drag her off the edge and the whole time she is begging you not to do this to her and she's got the cutest little voice she is the sweetest animal stuffed toy (laughs) you you're telling me that you did that you have to do it. You have to. No, you don't. No, you don't. This is don't. like a video you could turn the game off. Toy Story. <laughs> you know? This is X-rated Toy Story you're talking about here. I'm... I'm it's where my heart into. I don't know you guys anymore. <laughs> I know. I don't you know myself. I can't believe you've done this. Oh, this this like game sounds so great. Bad. But then, but then obviously, <laughs> like the mechanics, okay. she she ends up being fine. Okay, at the end, you see her put back together again. Um, but like, oh, I mean, and the, just some of these levels are just ridiculous. Like in every level, there's this kind of roller coaster mechanic where you're kind of like scooting down like uh, like wires or like grinding on like a skateboard type thing, and it's oh, so much fun. Honestly, play the game. If you haven't played, it takes two. You are missing out on probably one of the best games mm-hmm. ever made. It's throwbacks to so many different video games in, like Mario Kart, uh, loads of stuff, like Portal, Portal stuff. Like this is a love letter to games. 
Yeah, there was and like a, a, a top-down level. Yeah, like a like, Diablo-style yeah. level. Oh, my God. It's so good, guys. Oh, I cannot just get... I, I can't tell you how amazing it is. Oh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. What a game. Can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I was almost in tears, honestly. I was just like, why? Why, why would they make you do this? It's dreadful. Oh. <laughs> okay, up next, I want to talk about another game very quickly. A game that I talk about, I guess, every so often. Destiny 2. Let's talk about Destiny 2. Do you play Destiny 2? I didn't know that. <laughs> I play a little bit of Destiny 2, mate, sometimes. Oh. Yeah. And have you uh, heard of it? Yeah, I've spoken about it, right, teammate? Yeah. yeah I think so. Maybe a little bit in the past. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Destiny 2 is a game where you get the big expansions and there's a lot of content all at once, and then it drip feeds you little bits of content in season packs between the between the you know between the big expansions, right? Traditionally, these little season packs, they don't have much story. You know, they tide you over until the next big expansion comes out for Destiny. But this season, Season of the Splicer, is almost like really, it's it's very much leading into the next big expansion. And the whole season, and uh, it's just just been leading up to this big reveal of a character that you know has been pulling the strings in the background. And uh, he's kind of like been just making chaos in the city where the Guardians are. And the, it concluded literally this week. Me and Sam played this mission, this last mission, because they, they bring them out weekly. So me and Sam played this last mission yesterday. And holy shit, this has been some of the best storytelling Destiny has ever done. Just the way that things have unfolded and the cutscenes that they've included and the, the that, that last mission in particular. I don't often play with a sense of like genuine urgency because of the things that are happening in the game, right? But man, I felt like I really had to do this mission quickly to save my friends, yeah. you know? He had the most kills out of anybody. <laughs> I was in the zone. <laughs> I had to save Mithrax, okay, my friend. And it kind of, the story is very, this season's been very kind of um, mirroring real world politics and things like that. So basically, a faction that has always been seen of as the enemy had to be protected by us um, because we needed their help and, and they needed our help. And we had them in, in the, the Guardian City. But then one of the people that was on like the, the Council of leaders was always saying about how now we need to get them out they're going to cause chaos i've seen the future and it's going to be a nightmare because of all of this and eventually she ended up you know unleashing the enemy inside the city which had never happened before in destiny so you have to go in and, and save them basically and uh and one of my favorite characters these are big spoilers. I should probably put a spoiler warning in, but I'm sure nobody really minds. Does anyone need a spoiler <laughs> my warning for characters. Destiny now? Pretty much. Yeah, know, but it's new story. It's new story. Yeah. It's new new story coming. I guess. In. I guess for people that are into um, it, they've probably already yeah. done it. I guess right. So. Yeah. Somniac, if you're listening, I know you haven't done this because I know you don't keep up with the story. So hey, just trash. God. But anyway, my favorite character in the game, Osiris. Has been acting a bit sus all this season. 
bit sus, sussy imposter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then in this like fast last mission, it just he's he's just been the architect. He's he's been you know pulling pulling the strings a bit all all, all along this season, uh, and it kind of has killed me because he's my favourite. Yeah, but I think you, you, you've had that theory like all season, and and you were right. Just some of the things that he said, like in in, in voiceovers and cut and, and bits and bits that other characters have been saying about him, have just been like, yeah, you know, like hmm, he wouldn't do this. I enjoyed this season far more than last season. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, last season. Yeah, it's definitely they've definitely really pushed it up. Uh, which I'm happy about because the seasons, as I say, are take, usually not not too great. But yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy, and it's leading into this new se- new expansion where a character's coming in that's like kind of a, a bit of a witch, and she kind of like influences people and stuff. So hopefully, Osiris is just uh, possessed and not like actually a bad guy because it will kill me. Also, this season they've been killing off all the really expensive voice actors, so I imagine he'll go at some point because he is quite an expensive uh, voice actor. So, yeah, yeah, Bungie, like you don't have the money to pay for them, right? Right? They've replaced someone with like someone who I've never heard of, and they just keep killing off all the all the all the expensive ones. And then they're they're having that new thing where your name, when you log in on the twenty fourth of this month, is permanently set. So, like, yeah, so your Steam name. Your Steam name, whatever you set it to when you log in on the 24th, that'll be your Bungie name. And then you have to pay to change it later, probably. I hate when they do stuff like that. Yeah. It's uh, it's something, but that's Bungie for you. Money-hungry jerks. Although, excitingly, Bungie's conference for the, to announce the new expansion is like directly before or after Xbox's Gamescom conference, right? Can you imagine if Microsoft buy Bungie again? How amazing that would be. Oh, no, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed if it doesn't happen now. There's rumours that uh, Halo is going to cross over with Destiny and they're going to announce some kind of crossover at at Gamescom. Wow. That would be huge. How huge would that be? That would be massive. How huge? Can you imagine? Yeah, Yeah, that would be massive. Because E3 (laughs) was a bit quiet for big announcements. So there's due... Gaming is due. It was crap, let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's due Mm. something big. It's due a big announcement. That would be really cool. But come back next month, folks, when it will all be out the window and the big announcement was a dual expansion pack or something. (laughs) (laughs) More money. I'm sure. I mean, it probably is just like, yep, new expansion is coming to Game Pass. Nice. Here we go. You can but, have uh, Master you Chief's you gun know. in Destiny. That'll be it. People would love that. That, that probably would be quite big. <laughs> that would be it. Anyway, so that's it. my you Destiny get... rant over for the. Uh... Sorry, Jamo, what were you saying? No, that was it. I was just saying that would be Uh-oh. it. Or oh, the warthog. <laughs> you get the warthog to go around. Yeah, the, the warthog um, as a sparrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I love Destiny, and I am. This season has made me really, really excited for what's coming because maybe they're finally getting their act together again. Although you know, the last expansion was pretty good as well. They keep they keep doing really cool things, so I'm I'm, I'm getting my faith back after like some lackluster um, expansions. Like Shadowkeep was pretty trash. Well, just uh, just a quick <sighs> that's one. my game. Hasn't, Dest- hasn't yeah. Destiny had a bit of a upsurge since the X and the the S have released? 
Yeah, because it's on Game Pass now. Destiny yeah, 2. Yeah, so more people the have gone back and to stuff. it. Yeah. And I think it's, oh, it's one of those games that's hard to recommend to people because you can't play the original story now. That's gone. And to catch up on everything, we've just you'd have to be watching like you know five hour YouTube video, uh, to, and then another five hour YouTube video for Destiny Two to find out what's going on, and then you'd have to play through like years old content to get that story. You know, there's a lot in there, and it's like one of those things that you just have to already kind of know, <laughs> or not care about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's a shame. I I think it's kind of past time for Destiny Three. You know, but I'm surprised they haven't announced that yet. Yeah, I guess they just want to keep adding to this one, but I feel mm. like that's a mistake. <laughs> Maybe there that's what the announcement is at Gamescom. Ooh. Destiny Three. Maybe that's the big announcement. Oh, God, <laughs> don't say that to me, Jamo. People <laughs> like combust and just blow up. Yeah. I love Destiny, and I'm happy to always put my time into Destiny when there's a new story. Anyway, enough, enough of enough of Destiny. Enough. enough. I have a couple of movies to talk about. A couple of couple of films. Um, and uh, yeah, went to see Space Jam: A New Legacy <laughs> in oh uh, in theaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. What an experience Space Jam was, my friends. What. Have they done? <laughs> like, I, I didn't hate it, right? I, I, I thought it was watchable, and uh, there was definitely some moments in there that I that I really liked. Like, it's great to see a bit of Green Lantern on the green, on the on on the big screen. You know, I'm always happy to 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 watch that. I'm always I'm always enjoying a Star Trek reference. I mean, this movie is like, you know, product placement and uh, and and and. Um, ah, oh, nostalgia, the movie, right? With a bit yeah. of with a bit of baseball, in, I mean, a bit of basketball in there. But, but there's, uh, there's the some cool bits, like Bugs Bunny, like that as well. The original one did that. The original, yeah, one but at least the original the one, at least at least the original one, like that one was fire, man. Yeah, the original one's there. like good. Yeah, this one isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> But but LeBron James. LeBron James. <sighs> big Chungus. Big Chungus. <laughs> you know, I mean. It took me out. Big Chungus. <laughs> I just. Uh, I saw it in theaters and I was just like, oh my gosh. Did a bit of a big chunk. <laughs> oh, oh here God, we, we go. lost him. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no there's just there's just there's great moments in it there's mo- <laughs> oh no <laughs> the model professional fucking bugs he's gone let's just Scrap it. Uh, you wouldn't get oh, yeah. on amateurs on audio fire now, would you? <laughs> I don't know that there there are some cringy moments too. Like to me, yeah. Porky Pig rapping was that was cringy. I was just like, oh, notorious P I G. 
<laughs> oh no. Guys, I could really get him laughing, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if we'd have an hour we'll, but, we'll uh, all yeah, think fucking, that's a space jam man. yeah fucking space yeah jam. i just gotta say like three words and i can get them off. <laughs> <laughs> oh right anyway um i won't do that to you guys <laughs> uh lebron james does a bit of a dab as well which is great and I mean, the best part of it is that Michael Burnham from Star Trek is his wife in the movie, which I enjoyed. Because mm-hmm. it's interesting to see her not be Michael Burnham, I guess. Oh, but yeah. Um, so I've got a lot to talk about. This is a bit long, isn't it? I'll try and move through things a bit more quickly. Uh, I want to talk about Star Trek now. Do you watch Star Trek? A little bit of Star Trek, mate. I had no idea. <laughs> Lower Decks Season 2 has arrived, and uh, why is this the best Star Trek show? How has it happened that this is the best Star Trek show? I don't understand. I don't understand. know, probably because you had low expectations for it. I think I, I think... It, it's good. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I, I bet that's a big thing about it, yeah. Mm. yeah. I genuinely thought I'd hate it. I remember. I really it. enjoy it. But, like, man, they're brilliant I don't understand back. all the references, though. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll laugh at something, and Sam Sam will just be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <what laughs> but like, this is a show. This they're bringing back so many characters from Star Trek, and I guess it's just because they can, because it's animated, so they don't need to worry that they're old now, or or you know, huge. Just they can just bring them back, and they're the they're them. They're the character. You know, we got we got we got we got you know, Will Riker. We got so many characters coming back in this new season, and it's just a good show in general as well. Just a good Star Trek show. Oh. Ben's just like, yep, yeah, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I was... you showed me one episode, and yeah, yeah, can't remember what happened. No, nope, <laughs> over my head. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> so, is this like a yeah, cartoon version of Star Trek? Yes, it is a cartoon. It's very, very like stylized, like Rick and Morty. Don't, don't say that. Well, it is, isn't it? Why do you yeah. have to hate like one of my favorite shows so much? <laughs> yeah, Will. God, me. Yeah, I watch all your shows with you, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want freaking Morty. And he's just like, oh, God. <laughs> well, it's all coming out now. <laughs> we can watch some Rick and Morty, babe, later if you want. Mm. That. No. Is it quite serious, <laughs> though, like the Star Wars ones? No. No, no. It's very much... A it's really funny, yeah. It's like yeah, it's, it's a lot less serious. That's probably why I like it so much because it's not the, just like it's it is from one of the creators of Rick and Morty. So I still like say it was of a ship pulling in, you know. <laughs> I'd still say it was um, targeted towards an adult audience. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 But no, it's just great to see all these characters. And then we're living, I say this every podcast, I'm pretty sure, but we are living in the golden age. We've got Lower Deck Season 2 out now. 
Season four of Star Trek Discovery comes out later this year, I think. Season two of Star Trek Picard comes out next year. I am so excited for that. <laughs> and then a whole new show comes out next year. Star Trek Strange New Worlds as well comes out next year. I mean, there is so much Star Trek. And, and later this year, a new kids show called Star Trek Prodigy, which is an animated show on Nickelodeon, is bringing back Captain Janeway. Like, I'm just... Oh, I'm here for it. Oh. <laughs> this is living, folks. You're living your best life. Oh. He really is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and uh, in the interest of time, that's it for me, because I've uh, spoken for literally half an hour. I no, don't but it's been about 20 minutes. We were just... It was just meant yeah. to... We had an hour I'll, of giggles I'll... and 10 minutes of talk. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah I'll your add... time's up. You laugh for like... Two minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was an egg time one laughing on this podcast. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> At least we have fun. Though. I will add another show later if none of you talk about it, though. So be prepared. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, Sam now. Next, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's reverse this entire thing. <laughs> Sam. Oh. <next>. No. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Are you ready? <laughs> I have a whole list. Oh shit! I'm I'm fucking ready. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is Sam's well, um... voiceover. It's better than Ben's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have. It's not like a really long list. There's not much I can say about all of these things. So, I guess I'll pick ones that I have a lot to say about. So, Will and I have watched a few movies together. And one that we watched together was the Netflix uh, special. I think it was a Netflix special, but Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh, I've heard of this. It was like... Just the one that you told me about, Will. Yeah, I told you to watch it. I thought thought you'd relate to it. It's very good, but you essentially just watch him go mad. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow because this is, is like cool. it's like a probably around the year of his life where he's just writing songs and there's so many good songs too like when i'm up at 4 a.m and i can't sleep jeffrey bezos is playing in my head jeffrey bezos jeffrey bezos <laughs> jeffrey bezos but it's yep. it's it's very real and if you struggle with i mean well We've all had to be inside for a while, but especially if you like already have pre-existing mental illnesses, like it's a little triggering. Like it, it really kind of places your issues right in front of you, and it's just like, wow, you relate to this so much, don't you? It's a, it's a, yeah, it does sound like the way that Will described it to me. It's like, yeah, it's just extremely relatable. I think for everybody. Like well, yeah, yeah. With, the lo- with lockdowns and COVID and stuff, yeah. Yeah, because he's alone. Like, there's nobody there. Yeah. And being alone inside, I mean, we all know it's like we're not meant to be alone all the time. We're not meant to be inside all the time. Yeah. But I thought it was really, really good. And there's a lot of catchy songs. I mean, um, if you if you ever go on TikTok anytime, then you will have heard <laughs> at least one of the songs. <laughs> Yeah, on TikTok, a lot of people do um, Jeff Bezos, that song, with their animals, because it's like, CEO, entrepreneur. 
born in 1964. I don't oh, no. know all the words. We're losing Sam. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> oh, it just makes me laugh because it does stay stuck in my head all the time. But I love Bo Burnham because, like, he like he, he turns it into comedy, but all of his jokes and songs, they're, like, about real things. It's just, like, about the internet. He has one about the internet, how those of us that were kind of, like, born into it, like, it just, it's basically consumed everyone. Like, you can find anything there, a little bit of everything all of the time. You're consumed by it now, aren't you, listener? You're literally listening to us on the internet, you scum. God, you're yeah, addicted, it's... aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone can relate a little bit, at least. To yeah, everyone. I mean, we're all on our phones, aren't we, all the time as well. Like, mm -hmm. everyone's got their phone in their pocket. I mean, other than Ben, who's just... I was especially no. by his song called White Woman's Instagram, Bo Burnham. I know you're not listening to this, but you don't have to call me out like that. <laughs> Incidentally, if you are listening, Bo, get in touch. Go on. <laughs> we need a voice yeah, over. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Will's, oh. Will's now trying so, yeah, to get as was, many voiceover people. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have him on the podcast. He seems like such like a well, really sad guy, but it seems like he'd be fine. Yeah, he'd, he'd fit in. We'd be his friends, wouldn't we? Uh, he'd love us. Yeah. Bo, <laughs> come on. Come on, Bo. And Will's already <laughs> talked about Space Jam, and I don't think there's much more I can say about that that he hasn't already. Did you like it? Like you said, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't... I watched the original Space Jam when I was a kid all the time. Yeah. That was my go-to movie. So, I don't yeah. know. It just wasn't, didn't have that same charm. I think the problem it. is, oh, right, you fucking watch it and you, you like... Sorry, Jamie. No, no, you go because I think you're probably going to... I'm just about to say, <laughs> Jordan is far better than LeBron. So, hence, there you go. Carry on. Well, LeBron James just wants to be... Him, doesn't he? But he, he never will be. So. He can't be. Yeah. yeah. He never Just will my, be. I think my overarching yeah. opinion about it was that you watch it and things happen in it that you that you recognise and that you you find enjoyable. But then afterwards, I mean, I cannot remember what happened. I just remember the references. I have heard people say this. So there's this scene that I've obviously I've seen in the trailers where they have all of the you know, like the whole like Ready Player One-esque sort of thing where there's just all these characters in the background and the basketball game has taken place. And I've heard yeah. so many people say they could not remember what happened in the basketball scene because they were too busy looking out for characters that they recognise. Yeah, I was. Because it just Definitely. takes it away. Yeah. I I wanted the Monstars to come back because I loved the Monstars, but it was like, it, it was weird. I didn't like the opposing the team. The Goon Squad. Yeah, I didn't like it. And you Not can tell bad. that the corporate world thought that this movie was going to be way bigger than it was. Yeah. Because there's so much merchandise for it. You know, yeah. I have a Tune Squad uh, Xbox One controller here. It's very I cool. Some shirts, and I bought Will a box of the cereal. They have a we have a cereal over here, Space Jam cereal. And it's all like it's all cool stuff, but then I just don't remember. But the that's movie. that's. I mean, that's why they made it because they just wanted money. 
Yeah. There was yeah, no yeah, need to remake it. And yeah, that's that's it was. the funny part, right? The funny part is that the plot of the movie is that Warner Brothers are using this AI to create the perfect, all the perfect movies that customers would love. You know, that it's all like written by AIs now. And then they announced, like a couple of weeks after the movie came out, that they are, are going to start using an AI mm. to like go through movie scripts to decide which movies to make. Deary like, me. Oh my God. What world are they living in? I don't know. Oh. Christ. It's all right though, because they do still have some sense. Because June is coming out later this yeah. year, so yeah, okay. that's good. That's looking amazing. That is, I'm excited for that. Could you imagine if it was bad? It oh won't be, it no, it won't be bad, Ben. Oh, but what if it is? It won't be. I refuse. Everyone it'll be, would. Just... It'll be a Green Lantern for me because I will love it, and and I will never shut up about it, even if it is bad. Which obviously Green Lantern wasn't. So, yeah. sorry, Sam. I've, we're overtaking your your your, your No, section. it's okay. Hmm. You guys, I, I don't talk very long anyway. Um. But yeah. So moving on to um, let me see. I have so many things I want to talk about, though. Honestly, I'm trying to <laughs> not pick so many. So another. I've been watching. We've been watching shows. I feel more than movies, though. Yeah. Um. And one of the shows that we watched, or that I watched, because we're on different schedules now, now that Will has a, like, day shift job, is American Horror Stories. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it's like a Hulu FX exclusive, but I've been watching it on Hulu. I don't know if you guys could watch it. Well, well American Horror Stories is on our yeah, Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah, Netflix, and yeah. it used to be on Fox before that because it used to, when Fox had a channel over here, they used to show American horror stories after The Walking Dead, so you'd have Walking Dead and yeah. American Horror Story afterwards. Yeah, this one's like American Horror Stories, though it's just like a different story for each episode yeah. instead of like where you have to get invested into a whole season, which I don't mind. I love American horror story, but it's nice to just have little tidbits. Like the first episode you're taken back to the murder house, like to the first season. Um, wow. It's really enjoyable to me though, just to have the little pieces. Like you could just get a whole new story and that's it. It's like, I love things like that. For each episode now am i thinking of the, the the same thing here is this the show that is kind of is it is it um fiction yes yeah and is this the one where it's very similar to how they did like haunting of hill house and haunting of bly manor where they use the same actors but in different roles yes for yes. the different stories yeah yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. remember season well, two this. was like a circus of horrors or something, and season two is yeah. really freaky. There's yeah, there's loads of series, right? Yeah, there's like seven at least. Yeah. Sorry, guys, if I'm wrong, but I can't remember. I no, haven't watched all is, of there's... them. Um, I got to I got to Roanoke, and they they switched it up the way they did it, and I kind of it just turned me off a little bit. So. I skipped that, and I, I tried watching American Horror Story Cult, but that one is, it's, like, really triggering, because it goes back to the election here. God. 
and it's just a little much for me. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've heard I've heard there are like must watch seasons of this, right, yeah. and there are some yeah. that are like, yeah, they're okay. Just a bit hit and yeah. not not necessarily hit and miss, but like there's definitely ones that are way above the others. Yeah, I would definitely suggest uh, if you've never watched it to watch the first season because that one's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've liked most of them, but uh, Coven is another one that a lot of people love. Um, it's apparently one about witches or something yes, that's really, yeah. really good. That's it is really, really yeah. Good. That's season two has some witchcraft in right. it. Right. Yeah. And I like Asylum. That that's like one of my personal favorites. Yeah. It's like a mental institution type yeah. thing. No, I really want to watch these. Yeah. yeah. It's just watching it on your own. <laughs> it's scary, but it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of ridiculous because it's like, all these people are dying and like nobody's doing anything about it. Like, <laughs> where, where are the police? <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> It's like, what, sorry, Ben. No, it, it, it just, it's just like there's a, there's a show here in the UK called uh, Midsummer Murders. Ooh, and uh, basically gosh. it's Midsummer is like yeah. this <laughs> fictional uh, county, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. who in this world would move to Midsummer Murder? It, it move to Midsummer when there's so <laughs> many murders there. Every week. You know? <laughs> Every week. I've, I've, that town has a higher death rate than yeah. most horror movies. It's got a higher death rate than it's got a higher death rate than Camp Crystal Lake in Friday Thirteenth yeah, yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's real good. Um, I'm. I think new episodes come out like I guess every week. I don't really know. I watched all of them that are out currently, but. Um, like I said, I know you guys can probably watch American Horror Story, but this is American Horror Stories. So what's the difference? Is it just like, like... individual stories? I guess this is just a new a new thing yeah. they came out with. Right. Okay. Like, like a yeah. spin-off sort of thing. Where yeah. story is basically one episode. I think there's about the whole season story, is that. I think there's a season. That's what I was thinking of earlier. Because right. the season can go up to about eight to ten episodes. But they had the thing, I think in the middle of them, either season three or four, were very long seasons and people mm. got a little bit bored. Yeah. And then we, so hence, I think they took a break for the while as well, which is where the spin-offs yeah. came in. Cool. I do need yeah, to watch I'm, this I'm, though. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's a, it's I think it's like a Hulu exclusive or something. FX for Hulu or something. Yeah. Um, really good though. Not sure if you guys can watch it, but if you can, definitely should. Yeah. U.S. listeners, you can watch this on Hulu. Okay. It's uh, going to be on Disney Plus in the UK. Well, on um, Star. Oh, yeah, Star. Through yeah. Star, yeah. Yeah. See, Star is brilliant. Some of the stuff they've put on that Star service is amazing. There's mm. some great shows on there. I think Star is like our version of Hulu on Disney+. Pl- on oh, Disney yeah, Plus. yeah. Okay, yeah. when you said Disney+, Plus, I was like, what? Yeah, Star is like a little category in, in Disney+. Please Plus don't in let your UK. kids watch this. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely an adult show. This is, there, yeah, definitely. There are birds and the bees situations. <laughs> <laughs> 
a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's my second thing. And let's talk about this sweet little show that's not so sweet that is on Netflix. And it's called Sweet Tooth. I've heard of this. I got Will to watch this with me. And Will was like extremely skeptical because he's like, oh, this is just one of your weird furry shows, isn't it? People are animals. (laughs) And I was like, no. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's about like hybrid kids. Like, yeah, there's this virus that happens, which I mean, obviously, it's like they made this after COVID. Like, Mm. they made this whole virus thing, like how we're dealing with COVID. But as soon as this virus happens, every baby being born is born like, yeah, half animal. But the show revolves around this one boy who's a deer hybrid kid. And he's trying to, like, find his mom. I don't want to spoil it. You guys need to watch it, though. It's so (laughs) sweet. It's so sweet, but it's also, like, really, really heart-wrenching at the same time. And it's just, it just makes you think of what we're all dealing with right now. That, like, having this pandemic going around and people dying and... I, as Sam said, was uh, was quite skeptical about watching this. He really was, and he loved it more than me. I ended up, like, <laughs> really loving this show. It is so good. I've heard really good things about it. it yeah. Is, yeah. Wow. I mean, oh, I, you, you know, you know, you know, when you're watching a show and you're you're, you're getting through it, and you're like, mm, I need to slow down. Because I'm going to be sad when there's no more of this to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that is indeed what happened to me. Because it it doesn't just focus on 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 the kid. It also focuses on a, a few other different areas and locations, and then they all kind of kind of come together, I guess. Yeah, all the people, all different people that inter like their fates interlock, intertwine. And it's just, man, I'm in. Season two, season two's coming, and I cannot fucking wait. I highly yeah. recommend it if you like post-apocalyptic type shows because this is definitely yeah. it. So good, so good. No spoilers, I think, because it's just it's too good to spoil. Too good to spoil. Um, are we still adding songs to like a playlist? Oh shoot! I didn't pick one, you but yes, yes. What, what is your yes. song? Yes, yes. Oh, Jamie was like, yes, yes, yes. please, <laughs> please. I'm itching. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. Yeah. We need to. First, Will, what, what, what was what's your song that you've really been digging lately? I think I know what it is. I'm actually going to go wild. No one's going to would ever have guessed. That you I would crazy this, fool! I think actually, my song is um, Montero. Call me by your name. By Little Nas X. That's just words to me. Whoa! <laughs> Didn't yeah. see that coming. Yeah, that's my song. She cool. showed me like two songs yesterday, and you're like, "I love these." So I was like, "I know what song it's gonna be." I could have picked at least one other equally surprising from me song. Oh, I have three to add to the playlist, if that's okay. I mean, since it's a playlist, do it. Yeah, I'm gonna then. In all, I'm also then gonna add, um, "Stay" 
by oh, no. the kid Leroy L- 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 with Justin Bieber to the. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what we've done, guys? <laughs> now that we've said we can have multiple oh. songs, we're going to be getting albums from JMO. <laughs> Whole okay, albums. Okay. I, I hate it. I hate to tell you, <laughs> oh, two no. songs per person. Yeah, Do it two, two otherwise oh, I can't. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was going to say three, but okay. What are your songs, Sam? Okay, so y'all know that I love Billie Eilish, and she just released her new album, I think this month, Happier Than Ever. Oh, gosh, there's two songs I like on that one. I'm going to have to go with Lost Cause by Billie Eilish because that is like such a summery vibe to it. Like, I love that song. I listen to it, especially on like hot days with the windows down in my car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, my other one, I'm going to have to pick one of these. Uh-huh. Tough. It has to be Take My Breath by The Weeknd. Nice. That one is so freaking catchy. It is. Uh, Sam played it for me last night. I love it. It's a little naughty. It's naughty, but... though. <laughs> oh, is it a little naughty? Oh. Oh. It is. Oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> and that's it for me, guys. All right, who's next? Ben? Hold on. Yeah. Come on, Ben. I'm eating a piece Let's of galaxy. Hold on. Oh, fuck. I could go for a bit of galaxy. Yeah, but you could that's do, a, bitch. That's a good... There you go. That's a good link. You're eating the galaxy, and we're going to be talking about the galaxy soon. Okay. I've got blue cheese downstairs, and I'm just thinking about it all the time. Yeah, you are. God, I want it in my mouth. I bet you do. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I fucking love blue cheese, guys. Oh. Ah, right. Right. I'm ready. Okay. Waiting on you, Will. Oh, yeah, I introduce you, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you that was what? awkward. We could have a big introduction. <laughs> and yeah, we could have a big intro. Do the voiceover. Next up. And now, and now, coming to you live from somewhere in Norfolk, it's Ben. Or even Suffolk. Nation, maybe even Suffolk. The worst of the two counties. I beg your pardon. Ben, ben what, have you been, what, have you been, what have you been playing the monster? You are me? right in my brain. What have you, what have you been doing? Yeah, been oh, God, you are so deep in my brain right now. Tell I, me. No. Tell me what you've been doing. I've. <laughs> <laughs> my butt is just clenched right up. <laughs> cool. I tell you what, there's nothing getting in there right now, I tell you. <laughs> I cannot. I'm going to have to go on mute because I'm laughing so much. Oh my God. Wow. That was quite predatory there, Will. I didn't like that. (laughs) No, please stop. No. Little little dirty fingers of yours to play. (laughs) Whoa. I'm done. I'm out. Ay, ay, ay. Abort, abort. <laughs> wow. I'm fucking crying. How do I follow this up? Okay. Well, um, 
Yeah. I don't think you can. No. Or, you know, I think it's game over. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when Will isn't trying to do things to me... Um, <laughs> oh, this is what a segue this is. What he is doing is recommending good TV shows to me. Oh! Yes! Oh! No! Oof. No. Have we entered the Twilight Zone or something? <laughs> we have. He's actually Good TV shows. I he's actually say. recommended something that I've actually watched and enjoyed. I can't believe it's it. It's madness. It's absolute <gasps> madness. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so the the other week, whatever it was, I had had the old uh, Mister Monday over, and. He showed me the first episode of the Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon I'm so Prime, excited that you're about yeah. to talk about this. I cannot believe this. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like, I actually really, really enjoyed it. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. It was... Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about the books and the general Jack Ryan story anyway, so I don't exactly know what this series is based on or whether it's just its own thing. I know the general gist of Jack Ryan, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I actually loved it. It was oh. great. Um, I think the thing that I liked the most was probably the villain. Um, Su Suleiman, he was actually really compelling, and uh, yeah, I think it's hard to talk about <laughs> as always without spoiling stuff. But the whole, the whole time, I think it's like what eight, eight episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I must admit, and every every episode, it was just bang, 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 bang. You know, something something interesting's happening. It's got really good pace. And I really liked the fact that we got to spend more time with Suleiman and, 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 and his family and how his actions affected his family. Um, this is mild spoilers, so just, like, skip 15 seconds if you don't want to know. But, like, I'm a bit sad that this was the only season with him in. Yeah. Um, so... I've started watching the second series and it just hasn't grabbed me as much. I, I must admit. That's a very common sentiment from what I've read on, in the, in the, on, on the subreddit. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of that was the story in the first one. And I really, I just, I, I was disappointed at the end of the first series. Cause I was like, Oh, because I know what that means. I know yeah. we're going to have a new story. So yeah, that, that that's the only thing I would say is that I feel like they missed out on an opportunity here to have a really long, overarching story. Um, but it's just a great action action show. It I think really it's got is, it's got a great cast. It's got a really compelling plot and a compelling villain. And I would definitely recommend watching watching it if you're you're into your like your sort of action spy thriller. It's not even spy thriller, really, is it? It's more just like secret agents and like FBI shit and CIA and stuff, whatever, mm. you know, so it's, it's, it's great. It's really great. And this is like the only time that Will has, <laughs> I've ever, I, he, I've ever actually recommended, probably something, recommended maybe. something and shown me something. And I'm like, I'm going to go and keep watching this because actually this is great. <laughs> 
so yeah, that was that was really good, and that's on certainly in the UK. It's Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, I think I think everywhere. I think it, it is, is made. made yeah. Yeah. yeah, Can um, I just say that? Um, can I just say? I, that, I was just on, laughing on at the comment. It's the first time Will showed me anything, and I'm thinking that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Actually, a good recommendation for once, Will. I know. I, I just I just want to say that obviously John Krasinski is is known. I mean, Ben wouldn't have this issue because he's not really watched it. But for most people, John, yes. John Krasinski is, yeah. is Jim from, from The Office. And this is a very different character than Jim. And I didn't think I'd be able to take him seriously, but he nails it. He is Jack Ryan yeah. to me. You know, every, lots of other people had different Jack Ryans because it's somewhat one of those things like James Bond, right? Where different actors have, have, have taken on the mantle of Jack Ryan. I mean, yeah, for, like for different things. Harrison Ford's done it. Ben Affleck did it. Yeah. Which was another another set of movies. Like, like oh, Chris, um, Pine. Chris Pine, yeah. Yeah, well, that was it. It was in Clear and Present Danger and the Patriot Games. They were Jack Ryan, weren't they? Yeah. Some of All Fears was the Ben Affleck did it, one. Did Tom Cruise do it as well? Maybe. Maybe. Jack Reacher. He was Jack, Reacher. Jack, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Yeah. Jack Reacher. Jack, okay, I've got that one confused. But, yeah. yeah. But this, Harrison Ford just... ones were great. I just the second season, I think, um, as as a note as well, gets a lot better towards the end of yeah. the season. Like it starts quite weak, but I'm I, I don't know I I don't like it more on the first season because the first season's like just some amazing TV. But I really like the kind of um, dictator kind of vibe. It was definitely very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is different, but it, 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 as as the season progresses on, it introduces familiar characters again and, and things like that. I think I think why one of the reasons why Suleiman was so interesting was the reveal mm. of who he was, yeah. and, and this happens very early, very very early in the series, and I was just instantly like, oh yeah, this is cool. I like I like this guy. I like to not like him, and yeah. whereas the second series, it's like I just don't care about this. Yeah, I think the second series that you have this the villain. main the main villain, but then I think late again as it, as it as it kind of goes on, it introduces these other kind of supporting characters to the villain that then become yeah that, that you then yeah. have that have that affection for like the like the original villain yeah so yeah I think uh, I think you definitely have to watch the second season later further in to get hooked yeah but I think it then I think it then does get you yeah. Yeah, Jack Ryan. Yeah, it's great. Go watch it. Okay. Um, <laughs> God, how many times am I going to come on here and be like, I've bought Game Pass again. <laughs> it was £4 and I got it again. Don't tell me. You've done it again. Brilliant. Well done. I've done it again. This time, though, they gave me two months free, so I got three months for a pound. Lovely. Wow. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself. Anyway, well, Ben, I've got a voucher for Game Pass you can have as well, so you can have an extra oh, month as well. Dirty bitch! I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I can't. Mean, use it. <laughs> God, I, I floored him. Then he was like, "Oh, oh dear." <laughs> anyway. Oh dear. Oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, gr- yeah. yeah, I've um. Got Game Pass again, and this time I've been playing um, Grounded, 
Uh, do you guys remember ground? What ground it is? Oh, is it that? Yeah. Is that that thing? From, Minecraft um, with ants and spiders. It's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. And it's the um, are really scary in it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a multiplayer survival early access game. You know, one of those. Um, and I've been playing it with a couple of friends, and it's it's one of these early access games that's like. You can tell it's there's still a long way to go. There's still a lot of content to be added, but actually, what is in there right now is still really, you know, I'm trying to think how long we've we've been we've been playing it a long time until we like basically did everything. So there's there's a lot in this. There's obviously your, your bog standard survival game stuff like your um, your food and water and and um, base building crafting different tiers of equipment you know and obviously the big the big theme of the game is probably the the draw of it as as something you know being different to all the other survival games out there it's got this really cool 80s vibe um and it's 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 just if if honey i shrunk the kids was a video game this is it so (laughs) if if you want to play that then just play grounded um there's some really cool cool stuff in here like um you know but all the insects, you know, are adorable and terrifying. Like, there's like obviously ladybirds, ladybugs, ants. There's like ant hills you can go into and go and steal eggs. And and um, as Jamo said, there are spiders, which are probably like the most dangerous thing. And they are oh, fucking they're the terrifying. They're the star of the show. I think when yeah. I first played it, I thought they were the star of the show. Yeah, and there's even a um, there's an arachnophobia setting in the uh, options, so you can actually yeah, yeah. you can turn them down to, to to basically different tiers. You can have less legs or no legs, and then yeah. all the way down to just a blob. If yeah, you want, I, it's like I, if you really suffered with arachnophobia. I've seen the blob, and it's almost more terrifying than the spider itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, and. Um, yeah, that that's probably the I, I I squealed many times. I must admit, when uh, <laughs> you're just going through the the grass at at, at night, and uh, you just come across a wolf spider, and it's the most terrifying thing you've ever seen in your life. Um, and yeah, it's 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 one of those that's I don't personally know what the single player experience is like, but I must admit the multiplayer experience was just so much fun i think it's just for that that thing of like being shit scared of the spiders and you know laughing about it and and just the whole theme it's just it's just cool like being with your friends in this in this sort of really funky like 80s um you know honey i shrunk the kids themed game and it's 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 got a lot of promise there's a lot of crafting already in it there's all there's like i said there's a lot of stuff here and there is even a boss that you can work towards and fight called the brood mother which is a basically a big ass fucking spider that's off in like um a hedge off in the distance so like you can go in there and that can be like your end game thing that was basically what me and my friends worked towards was right we're just going to work towards getting to a point where we can get good enough gear and like good enough like uh, potions and stuff to be able to fight the broodmother and then that's probably it so i'm i'm assuming they're gonna get to a stage where there's maybe more 
there's more um, bosses in the game. Like there's, and obviously there's lots of different areas of the garden. So there's a, uh, there's like a uh, an area that's under a tree where there's lots lots of spiders. There's a, um, like I said, there's a hedge um, in one of the corners of the map. There's a pond that's got a koi fish in it that just instantly kills you. And it's actually one of the most terrifying things being this tiny little human child and there's a giant koi <laughs> trying to eat you and it's actually horrific it's so fucking scary yeah. but there's obviously this the, the, there's lots more little areas and lots of nice little easter eggs and things but um yeah and there's 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 this story obviously which hasn't really been um ironed out yet obviously you know you start off as i think you spawn in a location where you can see that you were in a suitcase and it's like, okay, well, who... And there's, like, these lasers, like, tripods in the garden. So you sort of think that there's some sort of experiments that have been going on here. And there's there's little audio um, logs and things that are sort of hinting at, at some story stuff. But it's just, you know, it's early access, so that it's not all there yet. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun... It's a really fun um, multiplayer um, survival game at the moment. And I, I think... Yeah, don't don't buy it yet, just because it's early access. But but play it on Game Pass because um, you'll get a lot out of it. Um, and I think I, I obviously haven't really followed the game um, for for very long, so I don't know like how quickly updates are released by the devs. Um, but from what I've seen, it, it 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 could be a really big fleshed out game if they did like multiple bosses. You know, they could even do like. You can sort of just imagine the sort of things that they could have as like bosses. Um, they could have even things like a, maybe a rat or something as a boss, or um, wasps or something, or you know, there's there's all there's all sorts of insects and bugs and little critters that they could turn into a boss. So I would imagine there'll be lots more than just the broodmother because it was an amazing experience being in this hot this huge nest where there's all these other bugs like all webbed up and, and stuff and then this brood mother comes down and you have this really long epic fight so i'm sure that they will add more stuff like that but yeah it's if you're into your survival games and you got some mates you got some pals load grounded up because it is a lot of fun okay so obviously we i think the three of us want to talk about mass effect don't we so let's talk let's do it for the first time i i i have finished it i know Will, you said you haven't finished, but you're in three. Yeah, yeah. And JMO, you're in Mass Effect 2, right? Yep, I am Mass Effect 2. I, it took me yeah. six weeks to get so, Mass Effect 1 done. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that this was... Didn't they, well, didn't they, they, they came out and said how successful this was, right? Yeah, they said it was like, which which just makes me like think what you didn't realize that there was such demand for this. Like people were just dying for you to do this, and they still loved the Mass Effect universe. They didn't realize how successful it was going to be. It's like, are you serious right now? I don't know. I always wonder what the hell Bioware like management actually are thinking about all the time. Yeah, so what, I think what? it's the same with Dragon Age as well, isn't it? Like what are they doing. Yeah. What are they? Doing? They don't realize but it's. it's the, what they've got, the products they've got, Dragon Age and Mass Effect are two of the biggest gaming properties that are probably yeah. a little bit underrated by nowadays standards. Yeah, and I think 
it's a huge thumbs up to more single player like well, yeah. experiences you know that's what people want we don't want lives i mean some people do but we still want some people do want live services but we don't want these games being live service multiplayer fucking you know multiple mm. like expansions kind of games i want a beginning a middle and an end i want an amazing story told in this universe and i want them if they get the next one wrong, I swear to God, because we know they're doing a new one. Yeah. And I'm I think we can be fairly sure that it's that it's set after the events of Mass Effect 3 mm. because of what that trailer was in that trailer. Yeah, absolutely. So oh, they've got to get it right. Oh, I'm so scared. But and yeah, I think let's be fair to Andromeda as well though, because people are playing Andromeda now. After playing the legendary edition, yeah. So and on drummers on, I... on Game Pass, so it's a great time to go. Yes, back it is now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I may go back to Andromeda, but I just rem- I do remember just how like planet hoppy that game was. If you know what I mean, literally, yeah. there'd be so many like just little side conversations that you would do on different planets, and you were going backwards and forwards, and backwards and forwards, and backwards and forwards, and I just hated it. <laughs> I liked Andromeda, but I didn't love it. And I didn't love the cast yeah. of characters. So I think that that series, that story is gone, right? I don't think. No, I gonna... don't think so. I don't think do so. Do you not? No, I think that... Or uh, do you think it's going to tie in? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to tie in. Because mm. the start of that trailer is looking over at the Andromeda galaxy, right? For the next yeah. Project. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, that it's gone anywhere. Yeah, but this legendary edition, I mean, obviously, Mass Effect One is the the biggest overhaul out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I'm basically one of the I loved Mass Effect One anyway. So it, I, I was very aware that it needed TLC. Um, if it, if you want to modernize it, but I feel like they did a bloody good job of bringing it up to date with mass effect 2 and then 3 obviously i think the only problem i had with mass the mass effect 1 legendary edition is like what they did with captain anderson's face because <laughs> he kind of looks <laughs> he kind of looks a bit like a burn victim like i don't yeah. know what they did with his texture it's but it the level looks of detail wrong. they can put into the game now yeah they can put all the detail in yeah and i've but seen, sometimes you don't need to put yeah i've seen other in. people say that yeah. yeah i've seen other people say that about the anderson texture it just looks wrong it just looks off but that's the only thing that i had a problem with i think the mako obviously was like still as janky I yeah, guess they, they, made, they made a big deal out of the Mako yeah. having changes, and I don't think that it did have any. I mean, obviously, the great, the best change they made was adding a booster so that you could go yeah. from, you could get to places faster. That was Can great. I just say yeah. on the Mako bit and all the stuff with the planets, they were the things that I loved about the first Mass Effect, yeah? This yeah, time playing around, I was getting a bit hacked off with them. And you know why? Because most of the things you need to find are in areas where 
you have to drive over a big mountain oh to find into yeah. a ditch and everything. <laughs> but you forget about these things because during the in the actual game itself, it are like rose tinted spectacles. We think that planet yeah. exploring was amazing, but those planets they've just tweaked them graphically, and they went mad with the terrain. Didn't oh they? my god, the terrain <laughs> like, is ridiculous. Oh. Now, I think in hindsight and looking back, and in, as a modern day in a modern day setting, they would make proper routes to the stuff. But you could also have said, well, there wouldn't be routes on these planets because they're they're supposed to be planets. They're supposed to be like they yeah. are supposed to be like that. Yeah. So actually, what they maybe should have done is made the Mako not be like a tank, but maybe like a plane or a flying vehicle, well, so mm. that you didn't have to worry about. <laughs> driving literally up the side of a mountain to get ship. over to a probe or something. Well, the ship is already <laughs> in the graphic code anyway because you use a ship in Mass Effect 2 on the DLC that they've added. The shuttle, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. shuttle. So yeah. why didn't they just change the Mako? And, because yeah. it, it's not a remaster. But it's part of the charm, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's, it's very, part of the charm um, of the first game, but yeah. Is, well, I always... I, 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 like talking about the charm of the first game, I always skipped Mass Effect One, always because yeah, I, uh, that game is you rough. struggled with the mechanics. That game you? is rough, all right. Especially like when I, even even like years ago when I started playing Mass Effect, Mass Effect One is was a rough game compared yeah. to two and three, right? Or well, two because two was out at that point. But I actually, you know, I didn't hate it. I mean, I still didn't like it as much as I would maybe have liked to. But uh, you know, it, it, they, they improved the feel of it, didn't it? Improved yeah. the mechanics, the shooting, you know, the, the powers and stuff. Everything was just felt a little smoother. It felt a little bit more friendly to the yeah. gamer, you know. <clears throat> Definitely, yeah. I don't know if you felt this way when you then switched to Mass Effect Two, but then I sort of went into I went into Mass Effect Two after all of those changes that they did to, to one. And I was like, "Oh, they've like not done anything to this." Really? <laughs> this I, is... I thought Mass Effect Two. No. I mean, obviously, on this series, S, I thought it runs. I thought it runs brilliantly. I thought it looks. So I should, I should, I, I should, I should clarify what I mean by that. I, I, I mean more like um, stuff with the HUD and oh, stuff yeah. with, yeah. Um, you know, like the gunplay and yeah. and and, okay. and and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, visually, yeah, looks. Looks great, yeah, 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 um, and obviously it runs buttery smooth. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I, I, I had this idea in my head that because they said that they wanted to make the HUD the same when they were redoing the HUD in one, mm. that they were going to make it continuous with the other two, and I was like, oh, so they're going to have the same HUD in all three then. And then I was like, oh, no, I guess that's not what they meant. They just wanted to bring it more in line. It was the UI they were making the same. So the yeah. UI with the... But then yeah. Mass Effect 1 benefits from that because even so, I still find, like, I I can't believe... I know we've just gone to Mass Effect 2, but I just want to say about Mass Effect 1 as well. I can't believe how clunky that HUD is in Mass Effect 1 changing weapons mm. and the, whereas you go to mass effect 2 and everything is a lot smoother with using your powers and your guns and it, even the combat is so much smoother and yeah. the difference i guess 
Yeah, the, yeah. I, I guess that's a a controller thing, isn't it? Yeah. Will you 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 played on PC, didn't you? But yeah. you but you still you still use the controller. Yeah, right? well, it doesn't feel like you're meant to play it with a keyboard because keyboard and mouse. I mean, I guess I didn't try, but it yeah. was always bad in Mass Effect. Yeah. Did you play keyboard and mouse? I did, yeah, yeah. Because I, I like if I'm playing a shoot a shooter game, I, I do want to have my mouse. So yeah, I guess I didn't come across that problem because I can just have powers on the one to nine, you know, keys. So that's weird, mate. Yeah. I no, I mean, it's the first. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever ever played Mass Effect on on keyboard and mouse, and it, and it did. It was it was great. I, I enjoyed mm. it. I didn't didn't ever feel like switching to to controller, but yeah, I I just I I do have. Mass Effect One tinted glasses on whenever I play that game because I love that first game because I think a lot of it is nostalgia and like it was the first like prop it was one of the first Xbox three sixty games that I played when they had the console. And I fell in love with that game and I still love that game and I love the story. I I you know it's just always gonna be you know, faultless in my view, but I'm obviously, <laughs> you know, I'm very aware of how clunky it still is, and and and, you know, just how, f- I mean, you you do forget just how good Mass Effect Two was. Oh, Mass Effect Two! I mean, it's amazing. God. The combat, the setting. You know, when you first go at that the first story, intro, man. Oh, the intro scene is amazing. The way it starts, yeah. the way it ends, the fucking suicide mission. Oh my. God. God, <laughs> yeah. it's like the best final fucking act of a game ever. Oh, for sure, it's for so sure. good. Ah, oh, love it. And of course, and I don't know about you, Will or or Jamo, I still made exactly the same decisions that I always oh, did no, make. I've yeah. made different ones this time. So my first. I'm glad you did, Jamo, yeah, because your bloody first time going through it, you got everyone killed. Well, my my way going through it was I thought my first ever. Well, my my Xbox 360 to Xbox One yeah. playthrough I thought was fine because that was my story. The great thing that people that's your story about, though, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my story. Mass Effect is everyone's story with different stories within it. I think that's phenomenal. No other game has done that. To a certain degree, by mm. releasing everyone, like everyone, could play Skyrim with a different story in it, but it's set to one game. Yeah. This is set across three games, and everybody's majority, their story and their experiences are different, which means it's the perfect. Um, that's why people love it. Yeah, yeah, that's why people love it, and it's unique. That's why it's unique. It's not the fact that it's a space RPG sci-fi shooter. It's not the fact that you have relationships with characters because that's fairly standard mm-hmm. now in games. But it's the fact that everybody's story across those three games has moments that change and they're different, and that is why. And it's your effect. shepherd. Yeah, it's your shepherd. You know? Yeah. And everybody's it's your shepherd. Like everybody is going to look at someone else's shepherd yeah. and think, "That's not shepherd." Yeah, my yeah. shepherd's shepherd. Yeah, exactly. you know. And I think as well, what from what I got out of maybe the whole trilogy in general, playing it again this time around, going into Mass Effect Three, for one thing, I also forgot how amazing that game is. It is. Arguably the best game mechanically, of oh, you yeah, know, obvious reasons. Mechanically, for sure. Yeah, 
but also I forget just how good the story is in that, how good all the all the recruiting stuff is, and um, like the Tachanka stuff and the big you know, the big um, fights and the oh my god. But also, I mean, because I mean, I say that because obviously there was also a bit of a bad taste in people's mouths after the ending of the the first ending of Mass Effect Three when they hadn't released the extended cut, which mm. for me, you know, it did, it did pretty much, I was fine with it then after the extended cut. Um, but also, you know, so, so, so going back and playing it now, maybe I'll get the same thing with Andromeda actually, when I go back to it, but I'm like, Oh my God, I love this game. I loved Mass Effect three again. I, I, and I was so happy that I enjoyed it so much. What it also did for me, which is never really done before. Maybe it's just because I'm a different person now playing it. But I just connected so much with my Shepard, with actually Shepard as the character mm. in 3, more than I ever have. I actually felt for my Shepard. I actually felt like... I, I, I don't know why, though. Because the story hasn't changed. You know, the, the voice acting hasn't changed. It's still all the same. But I just... I really connected with my shepherd this time, certainly in three, because he or she goes through just some shit. And like, you get that, get all of that, you know, the dream sequences and you see how he's, he's, he's almost getting PTSD. He's almost yeah. having to deal with these terrible decisions and stuff. And, and for some reason, I just really, not that I didn't connect with my shepherd before, but this time it really stood out to me just how good, um, the writing was for Shepard in three and because I think in two, the writing is great for your crew and that's yeah. why it's good because your crew are amazing. And the overarching yeah. story with the yeah. collectors and everything is amazing. And in one, it's great because I think Saren is a really, really compelling villain. I and think he's a bit underused as well. I don't him. think he's used enough. Yeah. I loved Saren. Yeah. 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 Um, and then obviously you get that big reveal with the Reapers and, and Sovereign and it's amazing. But so this, so I just think this was Shepard. And I actually think, um, oh, what's his name? Um, the voice actor for Male Shepard. Mark Mir. Mark Mir, thank you. I think um, Mark Mir also put it up a level in three. Yeah. Oh, going through all the games again, back to back. I actually think, not that he was bad in one or two, but... Um, Jennifer Hale was always the better voice actor, actor for um, Shepard. Like it was known, really, that she was pretty much. Yeah. You know, her lines were always really delivered really well. But I do think in three, Mark Mir really stepped it up as well. So I really noticed that this time as well. But man, I think what a journey again! It is going an amazing those games. thing because going through like Mass Effect One again, we go to I'm going back to Mass Effect One. But the previous time, I tried so yeah. hard to save Rex every time. And even on the thing, even on the <laughs> Renegade options, yeah, this time I played it and I managed to save Rex. And you know all I had to do was stand and speak to him after every you mission. mission. Yeah, and do his mission. Yeah. When I first played it. And do his loyalty mission. There's there's loyalty it. missions in one. Yeah. yeah. And there's a... There's a um, Oh, what's someone call it? There's a Garrus loyalty mission in one, which yep, yeah, yep. 
the thing that I yep yep I know and <laughs> a lot of people don't realise yeah yeah nobody realises them there's a Liara one because the key because really what you have to do in all the games after every mission is go and talk to your crew yeah after every yeah. mission you always have something yeah. to say yep yeah there's an Ashley so, one as well I have a question what's the question oh I tried playing the first one. Um, would it be hard to just try to play the second one without really knowing the story of the first one? No, you I can. Don't, I don't you it can. Kinda... You get the comic book in the beginning. So there's a comic, but yeah. The thing is, with the legendary edition, is that they say you can't get the best outcome without playing all three. Yeah. At the oh, end of three. yeah, because there's no longer multiplayer, no multiplayer in three. So they made it so that. You have to do which affected the ending, yeah. Yeah, okay. well, I don't think I don't think that would uh, be too bad, right? No, you, you'd be able to do it. Mm -hmm. it. There is, you know, you can do it, and that's and that's what they've said. You know, even I remember when Mass Effect Three was being um, marketed, and they were saying like, "Oh yeah, Mass Effect Three is the best time to get into Mass Effect," and I was yeah. like, "No, it's not. You will have no idea what's going on." But I think there's, I think there's en enough Sorry. to maybe skip one. But I never would personally, just because there's a lot of story are threads they, that cross are they over. All like one, because I don't know. I just no, didn't... no. I think one's two, two... one's very Star Trekky, very early Star Trekky. Yeah, you know. The second. The one reason I don't like one so much Star Wars. was always because of the. The mechanics. I don't know about that, Jamie. Well, no, but it's sort of. Oh, maybe it's more. Um, maybe it's more Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a. There's a different. It's. There's something. Yeah, it's hard to say what it's more like. It's more actiony. Yeah. Like they, they, they. You know, it's far more linear. Yeah. And it's heavily, heavy, heavy on the story and the. Um, uh, What's the word like uh, the interactions with the the relationships with but the the crew compared to one? Okay. One is very is a very serious type of sci-fi RPG, whereas number two it's basically is building more the world, isn't it? Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's an amazing. Okay. But then you go to three, and three is obviously I've not gone back to three because I'm still on two on the legendary edition, but. For, mm. Because three is my last memory of Mass Effect. I, even though I touched on Andromeda, I think three is the moment they tried to ping everything together, and it did. A, it's almost like the Rise of Skywalker type thing. They tried to put everything in it, and it didn't really come off. But then it it may change when I go back to it. So, yeah, I think I think looking at three after like so many years. You know, I think you appreciate the the journey more. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all it's more about the journey than it is. And, and, yeah. and no matter what you know color you choose, I think we're going to get a resolution in the future to, yeah. to, to to kind of all those. Oh, they're you know, going to go with. Of course, they, they should have. Yeah. The end of um, the best part of three is the the genophage section. Well, in my mind, anyway. Oh. The yeah, genophage the chunk section, of stuff, yeah. yeah, that is amazing because it that story is a major part of Mass Effect One. If you obviously that's why Rex most 
dies pretty much all the time in Mass Effect 1 unless you do his loyalty because of the <laughs> genophage. And then that all yeah. carries through. Or, or you pass like a really, really high Paragon or Renegade yeah. check or yeah. something, I think, yeah, as well. Yeah, because there's yeah. question options you can do. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the genophage bit in Mass Effect 3 is probably one of the best things I've seen in any game. But then that was on my story on mm. that version of Mass yeah. Effect. So how how that's going to change. But like I said, I think going back to three now after maybe, maybe it's because I played them back to back as well. Yeah. It's, it is incredible. And I actually think it's, I think it's better than we all remember it being. Yeah. I really do. We gave it credit for. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, Mass Effect. So yeah. we all made the same choices before then, have we? We no. all kind of you know, romanced the same people. No? No, I, no J- Jamo hasn't, no. No, Rex, I've managed to save Rex, which is a massive thing for me, because I think even the Dude, beginning... Tachanka's going to Chunk is be so different for you. I know, I know. The Genophase stuff, wait. yeah. Oh my God, wait. yeah, Jamo. I can't wait, because obviously Tachanka in... It's arguably some of the best stuff is Rex in 3. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like Rex. I think... In Mass Effect 1, him and I used, basically, I always used Rex, even when I could use Tally. or I used Tally a few times in Liara, but it was mainly Rex that I used all the time. Yeah, no, no one uses Caden and Ashley, do they, no. really? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> and I managed to level Garrus up enough that he was actually useful in Mass Effect 1. Originally, Garrus yeah. was not one of the strongest characters in Mass Effect 1. But you get him leveled yeah. up in this one. Well, you just take Tali everywhere because of all the geth, don't you? So. Yeah, exactly. And all the uh, decryption. Yeah, get one the of them to, to max decryption skill, and then yeah. you can just hack every fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I know. Tali's a great character <laughs> in Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 2, she's a bit different. But Mass Effect 1, she's a great character. Was that because she starts hitting on you, Jamo? Is that? <laughs> well, that was in. I, I loved Tali. Tali's one of the um, best, yeah. I get. I, I, I didn't realise how much I loved Tali. I was like, oh, should I actually be romancing Tali? You... <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she's so cute. Across the whole series, is Tali or no, Liara? Yeah. I think they're the best two female characters in it. Miranda is just... A... You're wrong, J-Mo, because no, Jack exists. Oh, of course. Yeah, Jack... how could no, I... they are. <laughs> no, they are, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's... I think... Oh, Mass Effect. I know. We've spoken about it for so many years. Sam can testify that uh, it's probably the the game that gets me most emotional. Yeah. Oh, my God. He hyperventilated when they announced it, and I was like, babe, babe, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you at the moment. I mean, I guess you haven't got to any, like, big, big, like, deaths or anything yet in your playthrough, Will, but... No. My word, I was a I was a wreck throughout most of three. God, <laughs> yeah. I was a wreck. It's a sad wreck. game, isn't it? It's a sad game. Yeah. Like you spend so much time with these. It's, emo- it's such an emotional. Yeah, you invest in it emotionally. I think that's why two is so good because you're so emotionally invested. By the time three comes along, that then that makes three so good, and that's yeah. just more credit to, to Mass Effect Two, isn't it? Really, yeah. how well, 
How good that bloody Mass guess. Effect 2 is even the setting, like that setting after you've done all that intro stuff. It's a dark you, setting, isn't it's it? It's a really dark yeah. setting. That's why I love that. That that's oh, what's the name of the Amiga? The Amiga. Omega, yeah. It's an amazing place. And it's such a cool yeah. setting as well. Like you go into mm. it's, it's funny how Mass Effect predicted certain things in the future though. You go in to get Morden. And there's it's a quarantine zone because there's an yes. there's a pandemic yeah, yeah. because it was spread by humans. I thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really. Yeah, I thought that when I played it. I was just like, yeah. oh my god, it's really good. It's really good. I yeah. think Mass Effect Two of all of them, and we talk about Mass Effect. You know, we're fans of Mass Effect as a series. Most people <laughs> yeah. are not are massive fans of it, but Mass Effect. Would you say that, Jamie? <laughs> my favourite game of all time. If you, if you had to put a gun to my head yeah. and say which one's your favourite, I'd have to say two. Yeah. But now that the legendary edition exists, I can say, ha ha, they're all my favourite and you won't make me choose one because it's all one game. I will always <laughs> like someone who asked me, like, what do you prefer, Alien or Aliens? And I'm like, I like them both equally for different reasons, you bastard. <laughs> you tell them, yeah. yeah, I did. You tell them. You've, d- you've done well there. Ben, that sums it up. I did, yeah. yeah. But yeah. speaking of aliens, and this moves me on to think, the other week we went into Smith's Toys. Did you realise they now do aliens and predator toys? Proper toys, not like mm. normal statues. There is a proper alien mother that squeals, and it's a toy monster nice. to kids. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah, it's really. I've amazing. seen it. I've seen one in Walmart. <laughs> they are amazing. Marketed to kids. Yeah. Marketed to kids. Yep. I mean, it's in the action figures, but I think oh that's God. because <laughs> Disney I have the play rights to Fox. Yeah. Oh, Isolation's amazing. Isolation's one of the best horror games. Is flat. Best alien game ever. Yeah. Best alien well, game. I need one best I can horror. play by myself because somebody's a scaredy cat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever could that be? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know, because uh, we haven't played Phasmophobia in a while either, so... <gasps> ben, God, Ben, God, why aren't you never online, Ben? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, life! life. <laughs> That's no excuse. That's no excuse. Life. What is that? Come indoors. Shut the curtains. We don't need vitamin D, do we? <laughs> Okay, so Jamo, what else have you been up to, my friend? Oh, does Ben get his music choices? I've already put it in. He said it. He oh, said it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, earlier. He yeah. does. He doesn't get any music. He gets no music. Yeah. So, just going on from the Mass Effect Legendary thing. So, I got Mass Effect Legendary, and I originally was playing it on the Xbox One X. Now, the problem I had with it is the loading times were abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. Oh, no. So I was playing Mass Effect 1 and the loading times were awful. So I've been looking out for a Series X for a while. Couldn't get hold of him. The price Ooh. is... Yeah. So I got an Xbox Series S through a little deal that I've got with my phone company. Oh, my God. The Series S is amazing. Like, for a small console... To have that much power, I'm stunned by it, to be honest. Yeah. 
I am absolutely stunned by it. Because um, I, I sort of remember when this was an, when it was announced. I remember thinking like, well, I'm just going to assume that this is their Game Pass machine. Yeah, yeah, mm. sort of thing. But like, has it? Is it actually like? Do you feel like? Because yes. you have one as well, don't you, Will? I do. And you feel like? Do you feel like you use it more than just like Game Pass, and you actually have? Like you, no. you, you yeah. oh, okay. Well, you don't. <laughs> I, don't. I use it for Game Pass games, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but I think the... so that's like your main Xbox console now. Yeah, it is the main. Yeah, like because the thing that I like about it. So I've bought a lot of games, and there's games that I buy a lot of digital games now, and I have done for a while. Besides, obviously, I buy physical for the Switch. I've got my little retro games, so I we'll talk about that later because I do buy a certain few games for that. But in terms of modern gaming, I think pretty much digital is how I move forward. So I have a few games whereby I've brought them digitally. Stuff like Watch Dogs Legion, I brought digitally. I didn't buy the disc because my disc drive was broken on my one Xbox One. Um, Cyberpunk I brought digitally so there's a whole load of games that I've brought digitally just because my disc drive on my Xbox One way back in November was broken there's a story to this as well anyway the Series S I cannot fault just how good it is I think if you the price as well yeah the price I, I have been playing a lot of a lot of Microsoft Find Your Home Simulator, or as most people know, <laughs> it's Microsoft Flight yeah. Simulator. And basic, that is basically, isn't it? Microsoft <laughs> Find Places I Know, Find My House. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It is that. <laughs> but I'm I'm stunned because obviously Microsoft Flight Simulator uses. Google and you have to have Google streaming well through your internet in order for the game to really, you know, really work. But also, I watched a video on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, and it wasn't Digital Foundry, but it was someone similar. They compared how much you need to spend on a PC to get Microsoft Flight Sim running as it does on the Series S. How much do you think you have to spend on a PC to get it running like it does on a Series S? I'm going to guess... Um, this is building a maybe PC, some, Somewhere... Yes, yeah. Somewhere in the range of maybe... Six to eight hundred. Will? Uh, probably a... Uh, well, Series S, like... I don't know so, how much is my computer. Well, does it does it does it run it at thirty or sixty fps? Thirty on the Series S. Straight. 30. Yeah, I'll, I'll say six to eight hundred. Sam, yeah, maybe about eight hundred. I'd say. What do you reckon, Sam? What? Sorry, I was oh, yeah. eating cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is an acceptable acceptable excuse. I got this string cheese. Sorry, what was the question? So, in order to get a, a PC. To run games the same as a yeah. Series S do- does, how much? Well, particularly talking about Microsoft Flight Simulator. Simulator. But yeah. to get a PC to the same level as a 
as the Series S is, how much do you reckon it costs? Like just building one? Yeah. Like building a PC. Or... Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say American dollars, probably like a thousand, twelve hundred. To be so like really that, good. See, because it could be it could be more than that because I know that Microsoft Flight Sim runs really poorly anyway. Just on. Yeah. I also yeah. think it depends if they if they're going by like RRP price or yeah. like actual yeah. price. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose they have to go RRP price because that's you know. Yeah. So basically, it costs. It was about, mad though. It's seven hundred and fifty odd pounds to get build a pc to have it running the same way the series s runs wow. yeah that's which amazing. is what 250 260 yeah. 300 yeah for a series s yeah yeah it's incredible yeah. to think they've got that power under the hood of a tiny little micro because it, it's yeah. the same size as a wii and to have that power <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. it is impressive yeah it's really impressive and i sort of like I've I've mentioned it in the messages, so I'll mention it. So I'm really well into Cyberpunk, and I like it. I don't like some of the characters, but I like the story. I like the world. So I started playing this on the Xbox One when it came out in December. Yeah. It was... Yeah. It worked. Oh, really? Was that how long ago it was? Yeah, December. Christ. It worked. I still haven't even finished it. <laughs> the same. Uh, so... I then, I then borrowed my mate's Xbox One X so I could play it and play it more. It worked. It played well. Just about, yeah. Just about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, obviously, playing it on this Series S, oh, my God. The difference is huge. Absolutely huge. Between the One X and the Series S... Just in terms of NPC counts and people actually doing what they were supposed to do, it all of a sudden it looks like, and I this is a compliment more than anything. It looks like GTA Five does on the previous consoles. You know, in terms of the people walking about and doing their own things. Yeah, yeah. The world mm, is. Yeah. The world has actually come alive. So. With my playthrough of Cyberpunk... That could be patches as well. Yeah. Yeah, because it's been patched a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. But I can't imagine... I, I I can't imagine the NPC count is the same on the One X or definitely mm, not on yeah. the no, uh, it won't Xbox be. One. No. But it's a all huge, of a sudden, huge yeah. drain on the, on the system. I'm not driving around an empty city anymore. You know? And it you go into nightclubs and you go into like the areas where you get missions... There's a lot more people doing random stuff, but they look natural to a certain degree. And because, again, it's capped at 60 frames per session. Sorry, it's capped at 30 frames per... Um, whatever. FPS on the series Second, S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's capped at 30 FPS on the series S, whereas all like the series X and the PS5... It's trying to hit 60 FPS all the time. So then there's loads of glitches in that. And this goes back to Microsoft Flight Simulator as well. The higher res, the Series X and is having issues with Microsoft Flight Simulator in that it's booting people out. Whereas the Series S, 
because it's going for 30 FPS, it's not booting people out. So these games are running pretty much as they should be running to a certain degree. And it's really impressive. It's keeping it stable, isn't it? Yeah, keeping it yeah. stable, yeah. And I think that's all that console players want. They just want, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And like I say, I absolutely love the Series S. I think it's... I think the size of it's good because it means you can take it to places. I think the fact it's got all the next-gen technology, it's great. Not You've got to remember as well, if you've got a PS5 or a Series X, you've got to have a TV to run that as well because there's no point having them without an HD 4K TV, you know, because you're not getting... Yeah. Whereas a Series S, it upscales on most... Not getting the full experience, yeah. are you really? Yeah, whereas a yeah. Series S, it it upscales and it works as you would on a um, on a normal HD TV, and it's it's perfect. It's perfect for what we what I use it for, what my family use it for, like streaming and stuff like that. Um, even mm. even um, little G noticed how good Fortnite plays on it. You know, because he loves Fortnite. Fortnite plays so much better on the Series S than it does on the Xbox One. And Xbox One, it plays well. So it's just that little step up, and I'm I'm really impressed with it. Really impressed with it. I think I've got a. Uh... It is definitely is. Go on. Sorry, James. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, go on. No, I, I was just going to say it, it. It is definitely an impressive little machine. Uh, I can I can definitely when you're talking about like the TV, you, you kind of need that TV to to run kind of the the, the X and, and things like that. I can definitely tell that it's it's not as powerful when you when you have it plugged into a, into a TV like that. Yeah, you can yeah. definitely you know how when you plug a like you know how like when you plug like the the the, the Wii into a into an old HDTV. Yes, yeah, you'd yeah. like see that uh, it wasn't like 1080p. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of a bit like that. Mm. Like you can see that it's not running perfectly in 4K like on the menus and stuff. Mm. So uh yeah. You definitely can notice. So it notices on a bigger 4K but if you're using <laughs> normal HD, yeah. It's yeah, see that's what we've got. We're just running normal HDTV. So it's, it's upgraded to 11, which is fine. Yeah. That works for us as a family. So because obviously, like I say, I don't really, regarding the Xbox, as soon as my Xbox One disk drive went, I was either, am I going to buy another Xbox One? Liam's got an Xbox One. So why do I need to go and buy another Xbox One? So hence it's all. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And there you go. That's Little G's contribution for this podcast. So, um, yeah, I like I say, I love it. I love the Series S, and I have played a lot of FIFA Twenty One on it. Normally, I'm a PES player, but because the Game Pass well has the gone, it's it? not called PES anymore. No, it's a change in. <laughs> E football, isn't it now? Yeah, they've changed it to E football. E football. Yeah. To be fair to them, probably the right choice. Yeah. 
yeah, try and do something different to FIFA. I think yeah. The thing yeah. is, FIFA is an absolute giant, and it doesn't matter how well Pez plays, FIFA is like the standard for football games and for sports games, actually. Yeah. I think it's just not gone. It's not having the license as well, isn't it? Not having the yeah. licenses for the teams yeah. really hurts. It does hurt. And I'm not going to lie, Will. Can't wait to make the old uh, Benfields, Benfields United yeah, in uh, 22. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. See? Make your own club. Yeah. Well. If I can do it, I'm going to make the uh, the crest a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something only me and Will get. Oh, no, you make your own teams, though, don't you? Yeah, it's like in Pez, you make you you had the Master yeah, League, yeah, yeah. but now in FIFA, you can make your own team for the career mode. Did you know that? Yep. Yeah. That'd be great. It's good to good to see him put Are some investment guys... into the single player, and not all the team. Did you guys get the beta code for um, FIFA Twenty Two? No, I'm not that invested. No, I'll right. I'll play it on Game Pass. Right. So <laughs> yeah. basically, yeah. I got an email yeah. from EA. Oh no! I, I yeah. think oh dear, he can't hear sync. us. I think he's out of sync as well. No, I'm here. <laughs> he's, he's out of sync. Yeah. I'm behind a little bit. I think I'm here. So you are out of sync. I'm afraid, Jamo. You're you're here, Jamo. Yeah. We know you're there. It's just you're responding to us like. 10 seconds later to okay, what we're asking. that's cool. <laughs> there we go. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's cool. So, let's move over then. Last bit. <laughs> I can hear him here. He's listening. <laughs> Just keep going, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry, I'll Jack keep that. going. No, it's fine. It's cool. I, everyone else is using devices at the same time. As I'm <laughs> so yeah, there's a few of us. So anyway, last bit. I've had a little. That's bit all right, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I've had a little bit of um, my little PS3 that I bought cheap. I've started to play loads of games on it, and I've got to the habit where I'm Ooh, buying. Yes retro games and i'm not just buying the odd one or two i'm buying quite a lot um the other week i picked up a bag of 10 ps3 games for 10 pounds and yeah it, i love a bit oh, of like old, old gaming like that like a bit of the old ps3 it's good it still works really well oh <laughs> he's got the playstation bug he has and i I was going to really get through <laughs> Last of Us, but I, in the bag... <laughs> I am fucking dying. Yeah. It's de- like, Dark Souls 2 was in the bag of the games I picked up, and I've gone back to playing Dark Souls. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's another game that we talk about all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ben? Oh, it's Dark Souls. Dark J-Mo Souls! J-Mo and Ben time. J-Mo and Ben time. Yeah, boy! I can't believe how <laughs> different it is. Yeah, He's so behind. I'm so behind. Yeah. I'm so behind. There's delay. This is going to make for a massive comedy 
podcast. It's all right, Timo. It? It's really, it's really, it's such it's really a delay. cracking me up. It's really cracking me up. It's <laughs> mad how much of a, of a delay there is. Things we've got so many things. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing I can do. It's the internet in the G household. No, it's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're good. Yeah, just oh, keep going. It's just really cracking The thing up. is, yeah, Pete, I think <laughs> of all the Dark Souls games, Dark Souls 2 is probably the one I've played more than any other Dark Souls games. Not because I like it more than the others, because I've just played it through convenience of where it is. And now I'm playing it through convenience again because mm. I've got the PS3 disc version. And it's, I'm enjoying it, <laughs> and it's just that addiction, and it sucks you back in, and yeah, it's just a, it's not. You as could good play as Demon one. Souls now, JMO. I know, but that costs sixty pounds. Yeah, you could, yeah, 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 you could, yeah. Oof. You could play the original, yeah. You wouldn't yeah. be able to play obviously the PS5 the one. The price but... of the original Demon Souls is huge, and it's becoming a collector's. Yeah, because game. it's it's probably just another one of those that's. Yeah. That's Quite yeah. You, you can't get it new anymore, so people no. ramp up the it's price. It's rising and it's rising fast. And a lot of the PS3 games, the prices are rising up high. So at the moment, I'm I'm tending to pick up a lot of games for three pounds or two pounds, just so I've got them before mm. the prices rise. Um, so yeah, I can recommend Wheelman, JMO. Oh really? Oh. I, I was. Like, I've I bought Formula One race stars the other day for four pounds. Oh man, it's amazing. Oh, race stars. Yeah, it's oh, it's Mario Kart with F one cars. It's brilliant. It's still good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah I do. I like. I obviously have the Xbox three hundred and sixty, and there are some like amazing games that you kind of missed. Even if they were just like you know B tier games that you could go back and play, like there are some genuinely fun games that, that you can go back to. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of games from that generation that have probably sort of been forgotten. There's a lot of forgotten games there. Um, so I've I've got Fear Two turning Definitely. up next week. Nice. Yeah, Fear Two is a great game. Great shooter. So it's a bit too scary for me. Oh man, it's great. Well, they're not fear games aren't that scary. I always... only, it only needs to be a little bit scary for me. I think about to... who you're talking. To. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're more shooters really than than horror. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's some levels you know, in games that are just like normal games that creep me out. So, <laughs> you know how long I've been trying to finish Man of Medan? Oh god, with me, and he's just like. It's all right when we're together in that game, but it, it, it pulls you apart all the time. And I just. <sighs> I like the rush of it. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. So that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to. Yeah. Am I still on delay? No, I, I think, think you've synced up again. I think you've synced up. Yeah. Let's right. see. So, just a quick one. Yeah? Okay. Film-wise, the Tomorrow War. Yeah, don't bother. Oh. Oh, oh no. I heard that. I heard oh. Yeah. I had, <laughs> don't I had, bother. I had mediocre hopes for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, apparently it was trash. I've heard it's, that, yeah. 
it's Starship Troopers meets Back to the Future, and it has the the actual monsters are good. They're good designed monsters, um, but the story sort of goes a bit up its own backside at times and goes away, and you get lost in it. And then, yeah, it <laughs> it could have been brilliant. It Jay, could mate. have been brilliant. Yeah, JMO. I hope you're not doing that comparison to Starship Troopers as like an insult because I'll fight you if you don't like Starship no. Troopers. Starship Troopers, one of my <laughs> favourite films. No. Oh, yeah. thank God. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is the idea is Starship Troopers meets Back to the Future. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah, the yeah. actual way it pans out is not very good. Yeah, Starship Troopers, amazing. Starship Troopers is the best movie ever made, <laughs> and you will not change my mind about that. Oh, man. Those giant <laughs> bugs. Okay. It's you the... won't, Sam. No. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's the All bit right. The... No, you won't. <laughs> it's the bit with the brain bug at the end of Starship, like Troopers. Starship Troopers. With the oh, brain... well, I'm not talking Yeah, the you. brain bug is amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the brain bug is they horrible. sucked his brains Ooh, yeah. out. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I hate that part. I, I saw that at an entirely too young age and it's still haunting <laughs> I love Starship Troopers. It's great. It's so and like, they, what in the hell? They put him back together after being ripped apart by a bug. You, you died, yeah. dude. A guy gets... A guy gets... The guy gets shot in the head. Medic! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so it's, many quotes. There is a lot of... But it is typical Paul Verhoeven oh. films, you know, where there's a black yeah. comedy to it. It's very black comedy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It knew it was taking the piss out of yeah, stuff. It yeah, it knew it was. Oh, it was and also... The piss out of itself. One other film I want to make... Anyway, yes. Tomorrow War, it's terrible. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty bad. Chris Pratt is probably one of his worst films, unfortunately. And I like Chris Pratt a lot. Oh, but, dear. Yeah. yeah. Not Star-Lord. Yeah, Star-Lord. <laughs> Star-Lord like made this. a stinker. No. He, he made a stinker. I, well... Apparently nobody reloads in that film. Oh, yeah, of course. I've just... You've just <laughs> mentioned that. Really. It's just infinite, infinite ammo. Yeah, yeah. infinite ammo. Mate, yeah. it's the future. You the future, you don't need ammo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just quickly as well, we watched another one film called Ice Road, which is a Liam Neeson film, and it's another. Oh, oh I fucking see Ice oh Road! God. Oh my god, that looks amazing. You gonna watch that today? Yeah, we gotta watch Ice Road. There you go, guys. <laughs> that's that's media memoirs. Check us out on the socials. We're done. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. If you're wondering what caused this abrupt and uh, interesting kind of ending, we had a, a few problems during the podcast with JMO going out of sync and it would then cut him out and we've just lost all of the recording of his since well, as soon as it starts him getting delayed. It just hasn't saved the recording. So thank you so much for listening. Sorry that the ending has been a bit of a uh, uh, all over the place. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us at Frost Media UK on Twitter, and we will see you next time.